0: Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's and Bourbon. We are often imitated, never duplicated, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. The fans have been relentless asking us to do a turkey episode. So it's about time that
1: we actually did one for them, right? There are definitely worst Things to drink in this uh, world, planet, hemisphere, whatever you want to look at.
0: And we will talk about this in a little bit, but I I feel like everybody who's had a bad drinking experience with bourbon kind of coming into the game or when they were earlier in life in college, before college, not saying we advocate underage drinking, but just saying what some people decide to do. Everybody has had a bad night where they have drank too much turkey and lived to regret it. Not to call them out every episode, but our friend Ryan Lay always
1: says, "I don't really like turkey too much. I had a bad experience drinking it. I never had a bad experience drinking it. Uh, it was more so of a football coach that had a rough nights with it. And you know, he'd just chew your ass at eight thirty in the gym in the morning, and when he took out his teeth and yelled at you, and all you smelled was turkey." <laughs> It just went downhill. Well, let's be honest. Nobody's ever had a bad
0: experience drinking it. The bad experience happens later on after drinking it.
1: I think Soko got more of uh, my friends and or possibly myself. Possibly. I tried to stay away from Soko as much as I could. It happens. And
0: all I have to say, and before we get into this episode, I just have to say, having a two-year-old Gives me a perpetual headache that I can never get rid of. It took us two hours to get into the groove tonight because I just needed to sit on the chair in your living room
1: in silence and lose at golf. And lose at golf clash. I don't know what this game is he plays, it. it's called, but I'm pretty sure his uh, handle must be I like to lose. I, I didn't lose. I, I lost a little bit. I mean, I have. I saw an- your phone.
0: It said draw or lose. But draw, mean, win. draw means you go to a shootout. <laughs> and then somebody wins. There is a winner. I did win quite a bit while you were doing stuff around the house.
1: Was the person handicapped? No. Handicapable.
0: <laughs> and hate mail could be addressed to Zeke Baker. <laughs> Anything good happened to you over the week? I know you did go on vacation to Pigeon Man.
1: Forge, right? You went to Dollywood. We went to Pigeon Forge slash uh, Gatlinburg slash Dollywood. The least slash would probably be Gatlinburg, although I I will give the place credit. They have an aquarium that's actually pretty impressive. Did Um, you go see our friends at Sugarlands? I did not. But you you just have to get past all the people for the most part. But the aquarium's nice, no lie. Pigeon Forge was fun. We did Dollywood for one day with the kid at his age. Um... You know, there's not a ton of rides or a market for a two and a half year old there's a few things here and there and half the stuff they're scared of so you know it is what it is we had a great time he swam a lot in the pool swam by himself quote unquote you know first time it was pretty good fun but the final night there I finally saw the light in this at the end of it so I'm sitting out there and most nights I, I drink out on the deck have my computer whatever I'm kidding woman are asleep in the room, so I'm just sitting out there trying to get some peace and quality time. Well, I've had bad reflux. I'm stuck with a rye to drink. High proof rye. That and reflux don't necessarily go too well. So I say, uh, I'm gonna go against my own will. Go buy uh, you know some diet soda to mix, which by the way, those new coke machines. You can blend anything you want. This was like a diet Sprite Zero with strawberry, peach, and like a touch of apple. And you decided to put that with... I'm trying to figure out, like, where you're getting with this story. Well, I didn't think a dark soda would go good with rye. So I went with Spry Zero with, like, the, the rye-type flavors. Peach, apple, whatever the other thing I said was. I don't know. Cherry? Maybe, yep. And I was pretty inundated. Like, for in, you were inundated or inebriated? Inundated. Like... Imagine me sober and you're sitting here going, which one of these do you want to blend? And there's 13 choices and you think they all sound good. Regular Sprite sounds <laughs> the best out of all of that. So continue. So regardless, I'm sitting out there and I'm you know, managing to get this down as I can. Folks that listen may be aware or see things. I do raffle and gamble from time to time. I see a Four Roses. I think it's a pretty good idea. One spot's taken. I decided to take the other nine as this raffle is rolling out. And I realize I lost 10% to 90%. I also see Pepe Le Pew come walking across the deck. Tell me you got sprayed by a skunk. No, I didn't Thank the good Lord that that, that might be the only salvation here. I mean, literally I look down and hear this thing comes and the way I'm sitting in the chair and the table, I, for lack of better words, I call it side saddle. So I can't jump the opposite direction over the table all I can really do is hope to jump from my seat over the side of the table to another seat and hope this thing runs under me and also doesn't spray me. no more than three feet away at all times. I even loudly yell like cuss, I mean. It so you tried cussing out a skunk? There's like two seconds of you know thought process of how do I scare it away? How do I not get sprayed? Why me, God? What's going wrong in my life now? Jesus, this is just not right.
0: So what's the moral? So so I don't
1: understand. What do <laughs> you do, throw the peach rye concoction at the skunk and he liked it? So it ran off and went to the next balcony and I guess the next and the next. And I thought to myself about this, why did this happen? I don't have a ton of bad luck. Not normally. I do pretty good for most things. And then it dawned on me like a day and a half later the other night. It's because I mixed it with soda.
0: And not just any soda. No, exactly. Like you see where I'm going here. You're
1: burying the lead. You
0: mixed it with peach, cherry,
1: whatever. Apple. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't ice, cube or two. It wasn't a splash of water. It was straight good quality booze mixed with soda. And I think that's where I went wrong. I maybe just start with a regular sprite
0: or a ginger ale. Ginger ale was always good. Ginger beer's good. You could have made yourself a little mule. They have old fashioned kits to go now. You could have made a little old fashioned out of it. Well, when you're on
1: your final night standing at Dollywood Hotel,
0: there's not many options there, bud. To make a good thing come out of this story, <laughs> like this is my I found twenty dollars part of the story. Whenever you tell a bad story, by the way, just say you found money and then your story's better. But if you are a parent and you're not signed up for Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, it is a great thing for everybody in the state of Tennessee that Dolly Parton will buy your kid books. Every month a book comes in the mail from Dolly Parton, and I'm very appreciative of that. So, all you parents out there, Imagination Library is
1: great. Zeke. I have no words. I can't even Well so even worse and uh again not smart enough I didn't pay attention your AMP classes, but this skunk, it was white, bordered, black in the middle. Not your normal Pepe Le Pew.
0: All I have to say is we are all dumber for having heard that. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's fine,
1: you say that now. I hope a skunk rolls up on you one day, buds. Well, see, so you play LeapFrog over it. I'm very numb. I'm like a cat. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how agile
0: I am. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about whiskey because, Zeke, I'm good at giving you credit where credit is due. And you did happen to land a sample of 11-year Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond. Now, if you are our friends from Spirit Sense and you're listening, we are going to do something fun. I know they are going to come and... Go check out our friends at Spirit Sense. They take old bottles, they cut them off, they fill it up with candle wax, and they, they put a wick in there, and you get yourself a scented bourbon or spirit candle. It's not just bourbon. They have all sorts of spirits. They are on Spirit Scents at on Instagram and spiritsense.com. Go ahead and check them out, but they're going to come and they're going to spend a night with us and hang out and drink some whiskey here in July. And they were going to bring Old Fitz Bottled and Bond. So we'll have to blind it against something. Now, we did have it. It's 75% corn, 20% wheat, 5% malted barley. It's 100 proof, 50% ABV, 11 years old from Heaven Hill, coming in anywhere from 110 to $130. Zeke, what did you get on this? We, we've we been sipping it as we've been talking and writing some notes down.
1: Nose-wise, um it was good honestly um it reminded me of fresh toasted raisin bread with butter you know straight out you know pops up throw butter on there go to town it did have a a noticeable and and solid amount of alcohol for 100 proof and the last thing i wrote on nose was kind of reminded me of teddy grams i don't know i haven't had those in a while probably should refresh myself. The kid's not into him yet, but that, that came back.
0: I love
1: Teddy Grahams. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, palate-wise, it unfortunately kind of did a uh, bit of a U-turn. It, it seemed to be, honestly, um, decently to heavily corn on the front, and, and then just had a lot of hits of both bitter and aged oak. I think that sounds funny, but to me it was both there, both just the bitterness of an oak. Plus, just you got cooked, I don't know, is what it is. Low viscosity, not much chewiness, some sweetness did reveal itself upon that, but also some, some burn kicked in that I wasn't necessarily a fan of. Finish-wise, it, it kind of reverted back to how it started on the palate of, very simply, just a, a charred, toasted, burnt corn, lingerish, uh, for a wheated mash bill. There was not the sweet that they uh, they tout for those things. So for me, for the old Fitz
0: bottled in Bond, I the nose, it was like a trick nose. It was very refreshing sweetness of wheat. It was almost like not a French toast, but a toast with fruit and a buttery toasted piece of bread with fruit. I felt like it was going to be some smooth sipping after having that nose. It it wasn't astringent. There wasn't a lot of spice on the nose. It seemed like it was going to be a very smooth pour. Once I had the taste, it was so much spicier than I expected on the first sip. Black pepper bomb is what I wrote. It's oakier to me than the four-year, but I can't get past the pepper. It was just lots and lots and lots of spice and pepper. The finish, I said, was spice and pepper lingers. It's a, a smack-your-lips, dry oak, peppery, spicy finish. That's where I ended up there.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I think the where I said bitter and aged oak, you had pepper and also oak. So, again, just a really lack of complexity. Um, nose is, it's It's good. I mean, I could smell it most days. I didn't
0: hate it, though, right? Like, here's the thing, is I didn't hate it. I hate it for $110 to $130. If it was cheaper, it's not like it's a whiskey that I said, I really don't like this. I mean, I have to be in the mood for something that's dry and peppery and spicy.
1: What mood is that?
0: It's not harsh in the way that, like, a Texas whiskey would be harsh, uh, but sometimes you want something that, that's going to put hair in your chest.
1: So you have nights where you really want dry, peppery, and spicy.
0: I get all sorts of moods. I have a two-year-old. It happens.
1: I mean, I can take a couple of your you know, blends and put some Gay or something around the <laughs> lip of it and not tell you which ones have which that would be a fun blind it's like Russian roulette We, could, you and I should do that sometime we should line up a bunch of blinds
0: and then say we're going to put like Ben Gay on one of them
1: I did it to a kid at, one, at work once did you? man something's wrong my allergies my nose is just running and he starts rubbing it and like rubs his eyes and I start to feel bad but I just still don't tell him because it's still pretty damn funny it's Man, it, it ended badly. This one tastes like menthol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can tell you the worst thing in the world is when you uh, when I was playing football and when you were playing practical jokes on other people and they would put all icy hot in your jock strap, not saying it happened to me. It did not happen to me, but I watched it happen to a few people and it was not fun. It's all in a good time. So neither of us are gonna go ahead and get this for one ten to one thirty, but what where do you see it more? what range would you
1: pay for it? I think I would continue on um, your comment of liking some aspects of it at a lower possible price. And by that, I think I mean like 55 maybe $60. bucks. you would really like to have that decanter, just knowing you. So I see it at that price point, it's buyable. For me, I, I, I would treat it like Al one and it's a pass. The funny thing is... You're going to laugh. When it comes
0: to a decanter, I don't like the shape of the decanter of this one. I prefer decanter. I really like simple decanters, classy, southern-style decanters. It, it almost has too much decoration for me on it. I really like, I mean, my favorite decanter is the, the square one that has just an E on it. And then, you know, my dad got me one of the prestige decanters that is a diamond-shaped... I, I don't like ornate decanters. I'm with you. It's funny you said you said going up to 60. I see this as a 30 to 50 is, is where I would kind of put it. I'd say, save me the decanter. I don't need the decanter. Put it in a regular bottle and let me pay 30 to 50.
1: Yeah, I mean, the juice is by no means anything to get excited to write home about. Plenty of other folks have probably already said and we're more or less reiterating the same sample didn't come across today, so I told John, you know, hey, well, let's go ahead and touch on it. We're not the uh, the first to say this by any means, probably, but we'll give our fair and honest opinion, and by chance, if it was different, we would want to state that. Unfortunately, it just kind of seemed to uh, still fall between the L lines of what everyone else had said. Before we go into the blind here,
0: you were actually, and I have to let you go with this because you actually did some homework, so... Blind squirrel finds a knot every once in a while. What what's something? What's the best thing that you found this week that you want to talk about here, real quick?
1: Oh, this is tough. Part of me says the the Barton collapse, but I think that's been so touched on, so I'm just going to skip it and say, look, the Rick House had brandy in it. Move on, people. Thanks.
0: Well, and I'll just add to that. Really glad nobody was hurt.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's
0: that's the most important thing of it all talked to some people that work over at Barton. Nobody was in the warehouse that day. Nobody was scheduled to be in that warehouse that day. So, you know, considering what could have happened, that that's the main thing. Just really happy everybody's okay. Anyways, what, what's the one thing you want to touch on?
1: So I think the best epiphany moment I had, which of us may not have appeared on Secondary, was as we're at all these theme parks, people are buying water left and right crazy. We are for us and the kid, etc. I think back to doing a a pick you know they serve you the limestone water to taste in between add your samples whatnot why is limestone water not bigger in the bottled market bottled water market i guess there we go well it is on amazon there's that old limestone water i mean it it truly is really good water have you gone full tater no i'm just saying all right the sunny what purina aqua blah whatever these things are called i mean you only have to be 30 percent distilled water and then you can mix tap in with it to begin with to me that's the biggest tater market is bottled water there's a fountain (laughs) everywhere i will not pay for bottled water for myself at least i get stuck but you would pay for limestone water i mean it was pretty damn good I, I do get stuck paying for bottled water for other people in my life. But for Ziki, no, no. But I don't think they have peach, cherry, whoa, lemonade. Whoa. That was a one-time mixer. <laughs> One time. I'm just saying the limestone water, it especially just like cold, it has amazing flavor.
0: It. I will say this. I mean, I, I've had it. I think it does have some really good flavor to it. I think it's setting us up for something that's interesting because we don't add water too much but i think we should do a blind where we have the same spirit we add a drop of the limestone water and we add a couple drops of, of tap water and we see which one we think tastes better i'm always game yeah might just be something fun to throw in there somewhere but i i don't know i think if people knew that there was a considerable difference to the taste that they're going to get from doing it, I, I could see more people doing it. Uh, you and I just get very lazy, and it's it's out of lazy, and it's out of our preference, but we end up drinking a lot of stuff neat.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, I'm not opposed to trying it. With a few drops here and there, I've just yet to find it strike my fancy uh, any more so than I would have without. Although it wasn't the best thing I saw on secondary, per se. Uh, that was my random thought the best thing i've seen on secondary was a group literally ban any sale of Basil Hayden Rye as being too tater.
0: I don't know if i would use the word too tater. I fully support this message of banning the overpriced, overhyped 80 proof whiskey. I would not call tater, i would say it is a entry into bourbon. It's a gateway drug, but it's a rye. Well, or bourbon, rye, whiskey, whatever. It is. I mean, they they do have their main seller is the bourbon. Are we talking about that two tone rye or whatever? Yeah, it is? I don't know what it's
1: called. They, they, I mean, they have good marketing. Yeah, they have very good. It's like two, two, non, two, two shoes, uh, two tone whiskey, bourbon, rye drinkers.
0: Whiskey. Whisk. <laughs> All right, let's actually drink some whiskey. We're gonna take a break here. All of you have been getting on us to to visit Wild Turkey more and we decided, you know what? There's no reason why we haven't. It just hasn't come up lately. So, let's take a second. Our friend Bryant sent us uh, some Russell's Reserve the Motor Supply pick. You can find them at Motor Supply on Instagram. He sent us the Motor Supply pick. Zeke and I's friend Tom sent us a pick of Russell's Reserve from one of his private groups. We ended up getting our hands on a Kentucky Spirit that was picked by 404 Kitchen here in Nashville. And then we put it up against regular old Wild Turkey Rare Breed. So Zeke, do what you do. Fast forward that tape. We'll come back. I will give everybody the tail of the tape. We're going to switch around kind of how we do these blinds because a lot of people have been confused by just doing numbers. So we're going to go through all the reveal stuff when we first get back. And then we will just talk about everything by the name, so that you can follow our tasting notes more clearly, because we do listen to you. We put something out on the Instagrams. We said, how do we make us better? The number one thing you guys said is that the blinds are confusing as hell, so we're going to take your feedback. We're going to get better from it. Thank you. Keep giving us feedback. It's the one thing that makes us better. Zeke, do what you do. Gobble, Gabble! gobble, gobble.
1: You like that? (laughs) One was an imitated turkey sound. One was cheeks moving.
0: (laughs) And we're back. In the break, we did have Russell's Reserve. It was a flight club pick. 110 proof, 55% ABV. It is the standard mash of... Wild Turkey, this is going to be the same for all of them, folks. It's 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Both Russell Reserve picks, the Motor Supply and the Flight Club are both 110 proof, 55% ABV, and 10 years old they range anywhere from 45 to 60 dollars depending on if it's a store pick and where the store is the motor supply is a restaurant pick you actually can't get it in a store and then also the same thing with the 404 kitchen that's a restaurant pick that you can't get in a store so we were lucky enough to get our hands on some samples of those so thank you everybody who helped us out the rare breed is 116.8 proof 58.4% ABV, ranges from 6 to 8 years, it is $40 to $50, last but not least is Kentucky Spirit, it's 101 proof, 50.5% ABV, couldn't really find some age stuff on this one, but it ends up being anywhere from 50 to 65 bucks in the stores.
1: Yep, I mean, very similar price points for all these bottles as well, should you see them in the store. Some are single barrel picks, but again, as far as a a bland price statement, basically no variance here.
0: I should say for all of you that are listening, it is very easy this week. I got all my blinds right. Zeke got all of his wrong. I don't really fault Zeke for that because everything is the same. I will tell you that some of mine were just guesses. I, I could tell... We'll talk about this when we get into the tasting. The one that I could tell right off the bat was Rare Breed. That's my favorite turkey, you know, going into this. I really do love that Rare Breed. It's kind of my go to regular turkey. Not talking about a store pick, but if you're asking me what's my favorite regular wild turkey, it's going to be Rare Breed. Maybe that's because it's the cast strength, but. I just got lucky with a couple of them. I think when you get to the store picks, it was kind of a coin flip in the Russells for me. But Zeke did kind of get some different notes than I did on these, and we didn't talk about them in depth, but let's talk about them after you know we rank what they were. So the, the one that I liked the best, and I'm going to be 100% honest, I'm not just saying this because somebody sent it to us, I loved that motor supply the best. Second one I had in there was my go-to, Rare Breed. Third one was the 404 Kentucky Spirit. And the fourth one was the Russell Reserve Flight Club. I will say that this was very, very tough to rank. When I said that Flight Club was fourth, that's not something that I said this is a bad Russell Reserve pick. All of these were... Very, very good. I'll tell you right now, I'd go buy a bottle of every single one of these if I could.
1: What about you, Zeke? For number one, actually, I ended up with Rare Breed. Number two was the Motor City. Motor Supply. huh Motor City, Motor Supply. Motor something, right? Arr. Just no motorboat, and it's just me and you, bud. Third, I had Flight Club, and fourth was the Kentucky Spirit almost uh, laughably think I was probably at more of a disposition here than John. Simply that two of these four I've had more than once on my own. I laugh because I feel like anything you've drank multiple times independently when you have not in a blind you pick up on something that you think reminds you of the most uh, you know, distinguished characteristic of that pour. So you immediately assign it as oh this is that. And it Even though it's blind, you still just really block out some aspects to it uh, as far as uh, open thinking goes. But that's just my random thought here for blind tastings. Our rankings
0: are kind of interesting because the one I put number one, you put as number two. The one I put as number two, you put as number one. And the one I put as number three, you put as number four. And the one I put as number four, you put as number three. Yeah. So it's kinda
1: We had the same top half and bottom half, we just inverted both of them. Yeah, crisscross. They'll make you jump. I think they're dead now. We're that old, Jesus. The wiggity wiggity, 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 whack. It's Mac before whack, I think. Is it wiggity, 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 whack? Mac. Whack. Mac then whack. Oh. Quack. Duck. Hm. Gobble gobble. <laughs> let's
0: talk about rare breed first because that was your number one that was one that i always that is my go-to like i said that that's my favorite wild turkey straight wild turkey product if you were going to say you it's not a store pick you're in the store go buy something that's wild turkey i would immediately go to rare breed and that 116.8 proof i just love but You go ahead and give me your tasting notes on it, and I'll give you mine.
1: Nose-wise, I thought it was just really sweet. Somewhere between cotton candy and sweet tart. Sugary sweet. I mean, I even underlined sweet is just like, man, it was just so distinct. Palate-wise, again, uh, sweet. There were some corn notes. It was not a thick pour. It worked well, chewed decently. and was just really big on the front. Uh, As far as finish-wise, it did leave some residual that was not unpleasant. More of a a continuation, nothing different. To me, just so big and such a a pop of sweet up front. It was hard to to get anything else because it just punched you so hard
0: right in the nose. For me on this one, my nose, I said, so fresh and so clean, clean. And slight vanilla there. But I could definitely tell it was going to be something that was smooth. It, it wasn't overpowering with the spice. It wasn't something that was uh, unpleasing or astringent. It was just nice, full of flavor. Kind of, it, it really did smell fresh and clean. Not like a, but more like fresh and clean of a meadow or a field. It wasn't like laundry fresh and clean. What?
1: <laughs> Is a <it> Donnie commercial? <laughs> I, I really gain. I really want to hang. What's the one that has the bear? That's Donnie,
0: isn't it? No, is it Snuggle? I want to well, hang. You're talking about
1: fabric softener versus um, detergent. You're in the you're in the detergent realm right now, John. That's Gain <laughs> or Tide. <laughs> the, <laughs> the
0: strawberry fields forever. It's about time I got you singing the taste on this one it was smooth on the front but spice that builds nicely it tingles but not too heavy you can still feel the smooth aspects of this one it wasn't so spicy that i couldn't taste the vanilla or caramel or those those nice aspects that coat your throat the finish for me was a lingering dry oak though and it wasn't a dry that made me smack my lips but it was That darker, oakier, woodier feel for me on the finish. Anyways, let's move on to the motor supply. I had this ranked number one, you had this ranked as number two. Zeke, let's get into the motor supply. What do you think about this? What are your tasting notes, nose taste finish?
1: Nose wise, it was a little tricky at first. Um, To begin with, it seemed somewhat masked in between uh, what I assumed was alcohol vapor, just preventing uh, anything noticeable really coming off. With time, I picked up cherries and then what I really thought was vanilla custard. Mm-hmm. Palette wise, dark cherry over some tannins. Uh, it really kind of moved into a darker fruit. Uh, blueberries, what I put down somewhere in that, uh, again, just darker colored fruit line. Had some warmth. Really tasted like a, a, a fresh bread with jam on the top of it. Again, that darker fruit kind of sense Finish, it did have a linger of some heat along with the flavor, but it wasn't overwhelming. Again, uh, the alcohol set, the subtleties that you can see there, my guess was rare breed on it just because it was the highest proof. So I have a very funny nose on this one. For the Motor
0: Supply Russell Reserve pick, the nose, I got breakfast. And I got that on a couple of the other ones as well, but it, it just smelled like somebody was cooking breakfast to me. I also wrote that it made me hungry for donuts. So it almost <laughs> had like a sweet, donutty aspect to it in the nose that was just super sweet, but breakfasty. Like, think eggs, bacon, sausage on the, the griddle, and you're cooking that up. The taste for me was just the right amount of spice. It builds nicely. I got spice, pepper that moved into it. What you were saying, there's almost a dark fruit, tobacco, oak, chocolate portion of this for me on the taste. And then the finish, it was a dry spice linger without the heat. I got almost a little bit of slight dill on the finish as well. I mean, you put all those things together, you know I'm going to like this one and what the reason why I had this rank number one was the complexity. Mm-hmm. There were so many different aspects of it from start to finish that I know that if I had more pours of this I would get different things at different times and that's just... I, I really get interested in those ones that are going to make you think and that you're not going to have the same experience every time and I really just appreciate
1: those them laughably I mean granted we still have two more to go but I think we could blind each other on these four separate times just simply because there's four pores here and each time there would be a different ranking granted they do all come from the same mash but again you have other factors such as the wood where it, which Rick and where it sits um, so yeah, it's a fun aspect for people to consider because Sometimes people say it's the yeast, sometimes they say it's the grain. Again, the, the wood that's used and where it sits also plays a factor. But with turkey, I mean, it's all one line, seemingly. There's one bourbon, one rye. Other than the wood they dump it in, and where they decide to let it rest, and for how long let it rest. But to see the variances here, I mean, it's fun, and, and under off-putting or bad by any means.
0: Well, and it's fun. I don't want to keep harping on the same point that we talk about all the time, but you think about different whiskeys coming from different parts of the country. Our friend Troy always, you know, him and I have a running joke, and and he gives me hell, and I give him hell. Troy up in Wisconsin, where you know I just kind of mentioned that once you get north like that, the whiskey's going to age a little differently. Just that's why Scotch takes so much longer than a bourbon you're not always gonna have those hot days where you know the whiskey is working in and out of the wood as as the temperature goes up and comes back down and goes up and comes back down and it's funny because every time Wisconsin has a day over 90 degrees Troy is reaching out to me and making sure I know it so thank you Troy keep doing that we love you for a whole bunch of stuff you do uh, go find him at the speakeasy wisconsin on instagram but i i i think there's so many different factors i mean where i was going with that is if you think different parts of the country are going to have different taste profiles based off of the climate different rick houses have different taste profiles because of the climate and it could change from year to year one year warehouse a could be Uh, have a certain taste profile and then the next year Warehouse B has it. It's all where the sun's hitting it, what the weather's like, how hot was it in the rick, how hot was it outside. There's so many things that could go into that. It's kind of crazy. Let's talk about these last, I mean we could talk about that for a whole hours each. That would be an episode but going into the Kentucky spirit, I'll talk about this one for a second. My nose for the Kentucky Spirit, and this was a restaurant pick at the 404 Kitchen. The nose, I, if I were to name this pick, I would have named it Spearmint Breakfast. I almost got a Spearmint Gum portioned on the nose, and but I also got that, you know, slight breakfast, the the slight donut like I got on the Rare Breed. The taste was smooth and minty. It was the least spicy, but the spice builds. So, it did have some spice, but it was later on after I chewed on it for a minute. The finish, I said, was dry oak, but not smack your lips.
1: Interesting. I've at least had this um, a few times in the past 24 hours. I won't disclose times, but... <laughs> During all those, I really thought it just had an extreme blueberry component to the nose. It, it, for the reason, that just kept jumping at me. And the nose, honestly, was just really good... Palette wise I kept thinking it wasn't bad, but it just did not match how good the nose was. I don't know if it needed airtime, etc., but whatever reason, regardless, I did rank this as my fourth here. And and on this, uh, I thought the nose really seemed to have a um, some mix of vanilla plus like a waffle cone kind of thing going on. Also, some, some white fruits, uh, apple or pears, somewhere in there. Palette wise it did Come off thin and somewhat alcoholy at first. Then had a really good sweetness that was just really sharp, but also behind that an oak that, that just seemed to be noticeable.
0: Nice. Last but not least, let's talk about the Flight Club pick. For me, this is where this is the first one I had. In full disclosure, this was the first one I tasted. It is a Russell Reserve pick from Flight Club, which is a Private barrel selection group. The nose, I said it was grilling slash cooking breakfast, eggs, bacon, and sausage in the morning <laughs> with breakfast spice. I mean, I could sum it up to breakfast spices, right? If you close your eyes and take a sip of that, you're sitting there watching, you know, mom or dad cook on the, the stove and you're waiting to get that food and you know it's going to taste so good. And it tastes like eggs and bacon and sausage in the house. Uh, just was thinking that was going to be really, really, really good. The taste, there was lots of spice and oak. It was peppery and that oak gives way to tobacco for me. So it was a dark uh, component to the, the pick in the sense that it doesn't always match the nose. I think that it's going to be super smooth off of that nose and you have it and you realize it's a little more dark a little more oak a little more dark chocolate you know just interesting that that stuff is in there right
1: now i'm with you and that looks i've had this definitely um more than a handful of times that bottle almost drained i literally saved it just simply thinking ah, one day john and i might need this for something nose wise it to me was just like warm syrup uh, very rich sugars, and I got somewhere in the mix of a blueberry waffle and French toast. The, the blueberry note obviously pops up more than once here. Lego my ego. I mean, again, no matter what expression of turkey you get, you're going to get some great fruit notes out of this. Don't doubt that at all. Palette wise it was alcoholy, but not hot. Seemed some a little bit thin, had just some amazing jolts of flavor and then uh, a light berry fruit To me the jolts of flavor just really um, You know hit and popped almost like lightning just didn't hang around long enough to think man This thing just is not going to stop impressing me Uh, finish wise had a very slight hug a little bit of fruit and a decent singe and thinking back to when i've had this before um the the reference i made when when you're talking to tom the folks that picked it was it reminded me of cotton candy just a super sugary sweet burst on the front but just like when cotton candy hits the tongue as soon as that liquid gets to it, it it breaks down and almost dissipates not a knock it's just big front end back end not as much
0: all i have to say after listening to that is Tom, I do like picks as well. Um, <laughs> we we are friends, so, you know, happy to share whatever I have and help her brother out. But, Zeke, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of funny. The, those Russell Reserve picks are so good. And another thing to mention is all of them are non-show filtered. So... You're not going to break the bank. You're going to have a very good non-chill-filtered store pick. The Wild Turkey uh, Kentucky Spirit, I don't know if it is non-chill-filtered. I could have looked that up. But I I never think you can go wrong with a rare breed or a good Russell Reserve store pick. I am fine with either one of them.
1: I'm just going to be even broader and say the entire line.
0: Oh, I mean, everything was good.
1: Even the Kentucky Spirit at 101, higher proof things aren't everyone's thing, for lack of a better word. But um, as much as folks talk about, you know, a few dabs of water changing the flavor profile, et cetera, Even though this is a difference in 116 to 110 to 101, it, at least from what I can infer, both John and I really picked up a ton of flavor nose palate finish on all of these. So I concur. Yes, it makes a difference, but by no means are these overly diluted to where you're really missing out on a ton, I would say. Totally agree. I would buy all four of these.
0: Easy. Easy. Very, very easy. Very easy blind, but at least we're talking about some wild turkey for all 'all. y'all. Speaking of which... Let us know what you want to hear. Reach out to us. We are on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We're on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. On Twitter at Bourbon Dads. We love to hear from you. We love to talk to you. Also, go ahead and find our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. This could be Google, Apple, Stitcher, Podknife, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. Go ahead and find us. Leave a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. It's really important. More important than you could ever know. Zeke, anything you
1: want to say to the folks before we leave? Well, since we're talking about blinds and turkeys, and you made that amazing quote unquote noise earlier, if anyone is a a turkey hunter and would like to have John help them in their blind, and they think that, uh, you know, him making that noise would help them in the blind, you know, if if you think that's going to help you, uh, track down or shoot a turkey let us know I think we can find a contest for that
0: yeah (laughs) alright guys have a good week we'll talk to you soon
1: night Ciao. ciao